Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. We are going to look at God's Word just for a few moments. And uh, I want to take one verse from John 19. And we are going to count there on... uh, on that verse today, there's one notice that uh, wasn't there. The golf day that was supposed to be next Saturday in our programs is going to be in September. So that uh, budding golfers and the wannabe golfers <laughs> can get uh, their, uh, their duties out of the way in the next month or two. And uh, Mark and Bob will be back as well and one or two others. So we'll have our golf day in September, a time that is convenient uh, for us all. Okay, John 19 and verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, this is Jesus on the cross, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. And there's that little phrase It is finished that I want to look at this morning just for a few moments. And I want really to bring some words of encouragement to us today and uh, share something that God has placed on my heart. Maybe just for one person, I don't know. I think it'll be for a few. Uh, You may know, and many of you do know, that in our family, uh, with our daughter Charlene and with one or two others in our family as well, uh, and with, certainly with our brother-in-law, Ray Gowdy, down in Bristol, we are fighting to have the last word uh, in a number of situations, and our title this morning, which John can put up, uh, is Getting the Last Word. Getting the Last Word. And we are fighting to have the last word in a number of situations. And what I've seen and heard from our own family, and also from some of you in your particular situations, is how often uh, the words from specialists and doctors even can have a devastating effect on you. And the biggest fight sometimes is not the illness, but what has been said to you about the illness and about you in that situation. And while we were away uh, this past week, I was in communication with my sister Nancy, and she said this publicly, so I can repeat it, that what the words that were said to Ray in the situation that they're going through, just in this last few days, were devastating to him uh, as he was fighting, or is fighting, the cancer that is in his body. And it sent them on a bit of a spiral for days. Uh, And some of you might have experienced the same, when people have said things, even casual things, but more importantly in work situations or in hospital situations, in specialist situations, people have said things and you find yourself not just fighting the illness that you're fighting on a day-by-day basis, but you're fighting the words that have been said over you, about you. Words of no hope, 
Words of no chance, words of gloom and doom, words of sickness, have sent many of us into a world of depression even, and blackness when you realize that if what they're saying is true, there is no hope for you or for this or for you in this sickness. And what I wanted to share very quickly, because this is going to be short this morning, so I want you to grasp it, is to learn in your life and in your family and in your world and over your body to get the last word. And we have celebrated communion this morning. Jesus going to the cross, dying for each one of us so that we might be saved, so that we might be healed, so that we might be restored. And everyone had had their say. You might remember some of the words around the life of Jesus, around the life uh, of Jesus around the cross. Judas betraying him. And as he was betraying him, he was basically saying, when he, when he pointed out this is him, and he kissed him, he was saying, I'm finished with him. There's no hope. Pilate asked him, who do you want, Jesus or Barabbas? Barabbas. And what, what right people in their right mind would choose Barabbas over Jesus? Pilate stayed and asked, what should I do with Jesus then? Crucify The thief on the cross saying, if you're the son of God, get us down out of here. These are the words that were getting spoken around Jesus at that time. Everyone had something to say. But then you find in your Bible that Jesus had the last word. And his last word was, it is finished. And God always has the last word. In Jesus' life and in your life, God has the last word. In our family's life, in our brother-in-law's life, God has the last word. Everyone can say what they want to say. They can put the facts of the matter any way they want. But God has the last word. And how we learn to get the last word is to decide in our minds and in our hearts and in our spirit that he has the last word. And it's only when we let him have the last word that we can have the peace that the Bible talks about, a peace that passes understanding. And I know for Nancy and for Ray, and I know in our own lives, that peace comes when we decide on a minute by minute, or an hour by hour, or a day by day, or a week by week, or a month by month, or a year by year basis, that God will have the last word. And it's what he says that counts. Not what anyone else says. Not what the most eminent specialist in the world would say. He might be right. He might be wrong. She might be right. She might be wrong. But God will have the last word. And when he says it's over, trust me, (laughs) it's over. Not when man says, not when the doctor says, not when the surgeon says, but when God says, it's over. Then it's over. There's an appointed time to be born. There's an appointed time to die. These two ladies are waiting for their baby to be born. It will not be born until God 
day hour minute comes so you can relax there is an appointed time for these births Bible tells us that there's an appointed time to be born there's an appointed time to die we love the celebration of birth we don't celebrate too much on death but as Christians that should be the most happy do you know at my mom's funeral we sang oh happy day that was her choice just picture your loved ones with Christ, with Christ. The person they have loved and served and honoured and worshipped and prayed to, suddenly, in that moment, they're with them. And one day that will happen to you. And one day that will happen to me. And it will be a happy day. Jesus went to the cross. Again, it was an appointed time, not a day early. Not a day late. All the prophetic words were fulfilled as he was there on that cross. Psalm 41 verse 9 tells us he will be betrayed by a friend. Jesus was that friend. Zechariah prophesied that he would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. 500 years before it happened. Zechariah 12 verses 11 to 13. Isaiah said he'd be spat upon and beaten in Isaiah 50 verse 6, 700 years before it happened. God is a God of order. A God of order. Meticulous order. Nothing's casual. Nothing that happens to you, nothing that you go through is, is a, a sort of, oh, he thinks, oh, what's happened? Oh my God, I didn't expect this. Oh, what are we going to do? And the panic bells and the alarm bells get rung in heaven. What are we going to do? Jack's in the mess. Oh, no. No, everything is in order. And the word of God always comes to pass. And on that day at Calvary, when he said, it is finished, what had finished? Have you ever actually said, you know, it is finished? What, what's finished? What's finished? What does that word mean? It is finished. There's a word in the Greek. I can hardly say it. It's T-E-T-E-L-E-S-T-A-I. You pronounce it any Greek way you will. Greece is <laughs> might be finished today when they do their boat. Anyway, that's another thing. And um, it is finished. What does that word mean? What does that Greek word mean? Do you know what it means? Paid in full. That's what it is finished means. Paid in full. And when something's been paid, it means it's been paid because there was a debt. You know, you get an invoice, a bill, gas bill, electric bill, telephone bill, and there's a debt, there's an invoice, and then you take it to the bank, stamp it, and basically what they're saying, paid in full. Paid in full. And that's what Jesus was doing on the cross. It is finished. Paid in full. Well, Jesus didn't have a debt to his father. Where did the debt come from? The debt came from me and the debt came from you. It was your debt and my debt that he was paying on Calvary's tree. And he took the debt that we owed and paid for it. And I remember one day in Tesco's in Leyland. And uh, Susan wasn't there, 
was on my own doing the shopping, dangerous thing, especially when I'm hungry. You always buy, you always buy more when you're hungry, don't you? Oh, a bit of this and a, a bit of that and a bit of the next thing. And uh, anyway, did a bit of the shopping, got to the checkout, this lady was in front of me. I always choose the wrong checkout. Do you know, I, I, when, I, when I go to the, the supermarket, I, I weigh up the, the, the rows, people, the lines and the queues, and I think, that one or that one or that one. Well, if you're ever behind me, don't choose the one that I go to. Because I always choose the one where the till's going to break down, or whatever, something's going to happen, or, oh, I forgot the price for this, I need to run and get that. Well, that's the one I always choose. Anyway, I chose this row one day, and this lady was before me, and uh, stuff was going through, bing, 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 you know how it goes. And eventually, it gets to the time where the debt has to be paid. And she goes into her purse, and she starts rummaging to get some notes and so forth, and she comes up short. And like, nobody knows what to do, you know. The cashier wants paying. She can't just write it off. There's a debt to be paid. The lady is getting a wee bit embarrassed because there's nothing there, and she's sort of thinking, oh, oh, oh what do I do? And I stepped forward and said, I'll pay it. I'll pay the difference. And uh, after a bit of embarrassment and a bit of so forth, she and I gently sort of said, no, no, it's, it's no problem, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she said, okay. And so I paid the extra that she was short of. And I did that for a number of reasons. But one of the reasons was, a few months before that, Susan and I had been in Tesco's, and uh, shopping at that stage in our lives was difficult. We had little money and everything else. And we were going around choosing carefully what we were buying. Got, in the tro got to the trolley. Got to the point. We'd met some friends who uh, were in the shop at the same time. Supermarket at the same time. We got to the checkout. And the friends had caught up with us. And they were behind us going through as I was behind this lady. And uh, as we got to paying the bill, this lady, our friend, said... I'm paying this. There was no embarrassment for me. <laughs> he said, oh, no, no, you can't. <laughs> and Susan said, no, you can't do that. I said, yes, you can. <laughs> and uh, they paid the whole, uh, whole shopping bill. They paid our debt in full. And that was the last word on the matter. On the cross... Jesus took your trolley of sin. Jesus took every need you will ever have. And he said to his father, paid in full. Paid in full. And the enemy saying, yeah, but you know them, and you know what they did, and you know, you know this, and you know that. And, oh. No, he says, I'm taking all the sin from the past. I'm taking all the sin from the future. I'm going to pay every single one. Everything. Everything you'll ever do, not just what you've done, everything that you'll ever do, all these mad moments, Jesus says, paid in full. So no matter what illness you're suffering this morning, no matter what your issue is, no matter what your problem is, Jesus says to me and he says to you, it's paid in full. It's paid in full. So every time the enemy comes against us with words of disencouragement, 
words of gloom and doom, words of failure, words of accusation, all the fear and the poison that he comes to us with in the middle of the night sometimes, Jesus says, fear not. I have paid in full. You see, when negative words come against us, it's because Satan wants to get that last word in your situation. It's because he wants to present you with one final invoice that you'll never be able to pay. And we can never pay it. And that's true. But we know someone who's paid our debt in full. And we can't pay it, but he can. And so he says over your issue today, he says over my issues today, paid in full. Against every invoice the enemy will ever send to you in the post, every phone call, every email, every text, every conversation, every declaration from the enemy, paid in full. Oh, that'd be wonderful to have a credit card like that, wouldn't it? would be wonderful. You just, you go somewhere, you're on holiday, and you see some, you know, a jewelers, or you see something really nice, and you have this credit card, paid in full. <laughs> paid in full. Paid in full. That is grace. That is extraordinary grace. And some of us don't believe that. And we believe that we have to do some things to be good enough. That we can just maybe get to church an extra time. Or we can pray some more. Or we can read some more. Or we can sing some more. Or we can witness some more. Or we can encourage some more. Or we can do something some more. Then that will help us. And God, that will just get us a bit more credit with God. Paid in full. Paid in full. Does paid in full mean we will live forever? Yes. Not here. But you will live forever. Forever. And so often the enemy and the specialist and the doctor says, well, you know, everybody dies, but you might just die a bit sooner. The fact is, there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. And after that, with God. With God. If we know him here, we'll know him there. If we serve him here, we'll serve him there. If we worship him here, we'll worship him there. There's a time to be born, there's a time to die. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 2 tells us that. It won't be a moment too soon. It won't be a moment too late. Too late. Job says in Job 14 verse 5, Man's days are numbered. The days of his months is with you. You have appointed his limits so that he cannot pass. You'll never be early for your funeral. You'll never be late for your funeral. You won't arrive in heaven and they'll say, oh, I don't have your room prepared. I'm so sorry you got here to it. You'll never get there early. There will be an appointed time. And then we will see him face to face. Face to face. And Susan and I were got out with each other, and then we got engaged, and Susan was in the south of England, and I was in Scotland. There was only a number of times when we saw each other face to face. And those times were precious. 
Because normally you'd be phoning, there's no emails, no texting, no Instagram, nothing Facebook, forget Twitter, forget all of that. It was a phone, phone box talking to Susan, and everybody else wants to use the phone. And then we, maybe a weekend or whenever, we would see each other face to face. And now every morning, she turns around in bed, I see her. <laughs> and that's like what happened. You'll see God face to face. And there's a lady called, an old lady who's died now, died at the age of 53. She died in 1962. Lady called Esther Kerr Rushton. She wrote this chorus, she wrote a hymn, but this is the chorus. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. Get your eyes off the issue. Get your eyes off the problem. Get your eyes off the debt. Paid in full. And get your eyes onto Jesus. She had a lifetime of illness, that lady. But she was saying, I get the last word. Over sickness, over ill health, over life's trials, I get the last word. She was an author, she was a poet, she was a composer, she was an evangelist, she was a singer. She was an associate pastor of a Pentecostal church in Los Angeles. Positive words were her forte. And she decided, I am not going to live a negative life. I will live a positive life. Whatever my circumstances are, or whatever life throws at you, decide that you're going to re realize, that you're going to recognize it's paid in full. Decide that you're going to live the fullest life for Jesus that you possibly can, li can live. Decide that you're going to be an overcomer of the obstacles and the boulders and the stones that life has put in front of you. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. Because death and life and the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. You eat the fruit of what you say. That's why you just can't have anybody just saying things over you. And so if anybody ever speaks the negative words over you, particularly with illness or finances or whatever else, don't be rude to them, but walk out of that room and say, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I am not accepting what you're putting over me. Because they're coming from a negative kingdom. We are part of a positive kingdom. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So, this week, Decide over every single circumstance that comes against you, comes in front of you. Maybe some new ones, maybe some old ones. Decide that you will have the last word. So I want to say to you, and I want you to say to other people next to you this morning, just turn to your neighbor and say, paid in full. Just say that. Paid in full. Paid in full. Over that illness... Paid in full. Say that. 
peered in full, over that illness, peered in full, over that criticism, peered in full, over that debt, peered in full, over that job situation, paid in full, over that problem, paid in full, over that money that somebody owes you, paid in full, over that depression that clouds you, paid in full, over that fear, over that situation, over that accusation, paid in full, it is finished. Father, I thank you for your word to us this morning. Jesus, we thank you for what you've done for us. Lord, I just pray, Lord God, this is going to sink into some people's hearts this morning. That what they're facing in their lives, the trials, the difficulties, the pain, the health issues, the mental issues, the family issues, the marital issues, the work issues, that you're saying it's finished. Paid in full. And so many of us worry and fear the future. The future has been paid for. It's paid for. God is the God of the future, not just the God of the past. He's the God of the New Testament as well as God of the Old Testament. He's the God of every decade of your life. And you ain't going anywhere until God says, it's finished. Come home to me. So Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. We declare it, we decree it over every member of this church, over every member of our families, over every loved ones, ones who don't know you, ones who do know you. We say the work has been done. And Lord, we want to enter into everything you have for us. In Jesus' lovely and very precious name. In Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about our church or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcentre.com.